Hey everyone, welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that, that you've joined me. And for our daily word today, we're in the book of Jonah. And in chapter two, I wanna share verse four and verse seven with you. And, and notice if you will, uh, and this is where we're gonna to focus today, that he is praying toward the temple. First uh, two, verse four. Then I said, O Lord, you have driven me from your presence, yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. I'm in verse seven. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord, and my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. So uh, the temple is on uh, Jonah's mind, even in his deep distress. And so we remember, uh, of course, not too long ago, we were reading the book of Daniel, and Daniel was praying toward Jerusalem. Now the temple was the, the intersecting place between heaven and earth. It was where uh, God dwelled in the midst of his people on God's holy mountain. It was kind of the, the epicenter of the presence of, of God. And, this praying toward the temple goes back to the, the consecration of the temple by, uh, by uh, Solomon. As he dedicates the temple, he gives a series of, of prayers. And this is from 1 Kings chapter 8, beginning in verse 46. If they sin against you, and who has never sinned, you might become angry with them and let their enemies conquer them and take them captive to their land far away or near. But in that land of exile, they may turn to you in repentance and pray, we have sinned, done evil, and acted wickedly. If they turn to you with their whole heart and soul in the land of their enemies and pray toward the land you gave their ancestors, toward this city you have chosen and toward this temple I have built in your name, then hear their prayers and their petition from heaven where you live and uphold their cause. So this prayer, which uh, of course doubles as an instruction to the people that they would pray toward Jerusalem and specifically toward the temple. Now, as we move into the New Testament, we are people of the new covenant. One of the things that we understand from Jesus is that he is the fulfillment of the temple. That in fact, he is the true temple. He is the, the fulfillment of this, this building that was really only ever pointing toward him. It wasn't meant to be the final, uh, the final way that God would dwell in the midst of his people. That's not the final way that, that heaven and earth would meet. Uh, that is fulfilled in the ultimate way in Jesus, not just a building, but a person. And so we read in, uh, in John chapter two, verse 18, the Jewish leaders demanded, what are you doing? If God gave you authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. What, they exclaimed, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you can rebuild it in three days? But when Jesus said this temple, he meant his own body. And so we don't pray toward Jerusalem. We don't pray toward the, what, what was the temple. Uh, we pray in the name of Jesus. This is the instruction 
that Jesus gave us. And so as we look just a bit further into the Gospel of John in chapter 14, beginning in verse 13, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Also in chapter 16, verses 23 and 24. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly and He will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Now, of course, this brings uh, another question. The next question is, um, not just who is the new temple, that it is Jesus, but then secondly, what does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? Now, I think it's important to, to know that this is not um, like some magic formula, right? This using the name of Jesus does not make God beholden to us. It's not that we use that word, that name, and then, Jesus, and then God has to do whatever we say in Jesus' name, it, to pray in Jesus' name is not just to use a word, it is to pray as someone who belongs to Jesus Christ, as someone who is a representative of Christ, as a person who is involved in His work, His mission, in the same Spirit, capital S Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in which Christ uh, did His work. And, and so as we pray as the followers of Jesus, we know that, that the Lord answers our, our prayers. Now, those, <laughs> those answers can be yes, and of course no, and not yet, at the right time, but not yet. And, and of course we know as we're, pray, we're praying as, as followers of Jesus that, that God will not violate His will or His character in answering our prayers. But what I want to call your attention to is the, the, absolute, the absolute thrill of knowing that we could bring glory to God and joy to ourselves by praying in the name of Jesus. That is, by focusing our prayers, our hearts, on His mission, on what He is doing and what He has called us to do and to be as a part of His mission of salvation. If we are praying for the fulfillment of the mission of Christ in our lives and through our lives, then we are bringing glory to God and we will see His work, we will see His power, and this will bring us, he says, abundant joy. And so friends, as we're, as we're seeing Jonah praying toward the temple, let us see Jesus, the true temple, and pray in His name, seeing His face, seeing His cross, seeking His work, even as we lay every concern, we lay every worry, we lay every need, we pray in gratitude, and we pray, friends, for the work of Christ to be done in our lives. May it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.